The lesson today is entitled, God Wants You to Be Rich. Does that get your attention or not? <laughs> God wants you to be rich. Now, even as I say that, and a lot of times when you say things that are, um, you know, it can be taken spiritually or in a physical way. When you're in, the, when you're in a church, you automatically take things in the spiritual way. But it, even as I say that, that, those words, God wants you to be rich. All of us start thinking about, oh, we got all the nice clothes, oh, we got the nice car, and we got a beautiful place to live. We eat like kings and queens, and we've got everything that we want and so much more. That's where our minds go, even when we're here in church. So it's a catchy little uh, title. But that's not what God wants. God wants you to be rich. He wants you to have real riches. He wants you to be in Christ so that when you're in Christ, every blessing flows down to you from heaven. He wants you to actually be rich for all eternity and not with some junk corruptible stuff like gold and silver and cars and all that stuff that is going to pass away someday. God doesn't want you to have he doesn't really care if you have some of that stuff. But he wants to make sure that you have true riches. God wants you to be rich. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to begin in verses, verse number 3. And in verse number 3 it says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we've already hit the first two verses hard. Now we get to the third verse. After Paul has said who he is and who he's writing to, he tells them what he tells so many other churches when he's writing. He says, grace, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. What does God want to give you? What is Paul saying that God, that God provides that he's saying that only God can really provide these things? He wants to give us grace and peace. So let's define these two things. First of all, peace. I want to mention this one first because we've already talked about it. About a year ago, we defined this idea of peace as being wholeness or completeness. It's, collected, it's connected to that, uh, that word that the, we, we think of as the Jews saying to one another, and, and it's that word shalom. And you go back and you search the Old Testament and you'll find the word shalom and its root word is basically saying complete and whole. So when we say shalom to one another, when we greet one another with shalom, or when we're parting ways and we say shalom, we are saying, I hope that God's blessings come to you and it makes you complete. That you're not lacking spiritually. You're not lacking physically. You're not lacking emotionally. Uh, your family's not lacking. You are complete. Your life is whole. And only God can provide that kind of peace. Peace is wholeness. But now we back up to the first word and let's talk about grace. This idea of grace. It's a word that's used outside of church, right? But it's 
primarily has this religious connotation when you think about grace. And it's really weird to think about what is grace? You know, you got all, all kinds of ways that grace or being gracious. And there, there's a lot of different things that grace might tell or bring into people's minds. The idea of grace. And I want to bring it back to just one thought. One word that's listed here on your outline is favor. And the word, uh, as I went back, is the, the corollary word in the Old Testament. Um, as you go back and study the word grace, it's first used in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. And there it says, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Your translation might have Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And I think as you go through and you look at all of the different verses that mention grace, whether you're in the Old Testament or the New Testament, I think you'll see that this idea of favor comes. There's this, in uh, with Noah, it was all these other people that God so dearly loved, but were doing their own things in their own way. There was one that God showed his favor to. There was one that God picked because he was a righteous man, and that was Noah. Noah found grace. He found favor. He was the one who was to be saved from the rest of the sinful world. He was saved by the waters that lifted him up above and then the waters cleansed and Noah was the one through whom God would repopulate the earth. So this idea of grace, and you can kind of think about this idea of what well, is grace favor, I want you to consider it as we continue to go through the lesson today. So we talk about the word favor. Because... If you look at this idea of grace and peace and that those two things are what God provides for us, um, the idea of favor being, uh, I want you to think of a father who is, uh, who is blessing his children and he is giving his children, perhaps he has an inheritance for them or he is showing some, doing some things for them in this life. That is what this is what grace is. This is what favor is. So with Noah, there was one who found favor in the eye. He was the one who found favor in the eyes of the Lord. God gave him goodness. When I, um, and the word favor is not in the story about Jacob with his, uh, with his 12 sons, but there was one son that he showed favor to. Scripture says he loved him, the child of his old age, and that was Joseph. And so he showed him more grace than he favored Jake, uh, Joseph, Jacob favored Joseph more than the others and gave him a coat of many colors. Allowed him to kind of go and be a, a form. He was watching over his other brothers while they worked and it caused some problems. So Jacob was showing favoritism to another one, to one of his 12 sons. That caused problems. But still realize, Jacob was showing favor to the one son. He was showing grace to the one son. Jacob's problem is he should have been showing grace to all the sons. So children, you can kind of understand grace because there are ways that your parents will show favor to, show, show favor to you over everybody else. Because you're, well, I got my three boys here. They're my boys. I'm going to do things for them that I won't do for anyone else. 
I show them favor. And I don't just kind of show them favor. I want them to be lavished with my love and with my favor. That's what a good parent does. So when you think about this idea of, of grace and peace, it's looking at the, from the standpoint, if we were to receive grace and peace from God, God is saying that without him, we are poor We've got nothing because we don't have God's favor. We've got nothing good. So spiritually we are poor and we are broken, but God can make us rich from his favor and God can make us whole. So spiritually we're poor and we are broken. But with God, he wants to make us rich and whole. He wants to show us favor and give us peace. So, let's continue to look at these thoughts then, and we're going to move on to verse number 4. And verse 4 says, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus. The grace of God, hear that phrase, the grace of God which is in you, which was given you in Christ Jesus. So according to that verse, where is God's grace? Where is his favor? Where is it found? And the answer is in Christ Jesus. So when you are in Christ, when, when you take your life and you quit living in the world and you put your life in Christ, you are given grace. grace of, the grace of God is given to you when you are in Christ Jesus. I'm going to go to another passage, and in this passage you're going to hear that in Christ we have every spiritual blessing heaven has to offer. Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, I hope you'll turn there because we've got a uh, couple of verses to look at there. But Ephesians chapter 1, and verse number 3. I've been mentioning this verse a lot lately. lately. Mentioned it a lot at camp. But verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. God's Word, God's word translation, um, an actual translation, it's called God's Word. It says that we, that God has given us every blessing that heaven has to offer. So we have a Father in heaven. And when we are in Christ, God the Father, He showers down upon us every blessing. We've received every blessing. When you get into Christ, you have every blessing. When you're outside of Christ... I think you see some blessings. I think people are aware of God's goodness, God's mercy, His, His love, His beauty. But when you get into Christ, every spiritual blessing flows down to you. When you are immersed into Christ, you receive forgiveness. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You have joy. You have peace. You have an understanding and awareness of who you are. You know how much God loves you. When you are immersed into Christ, you become rich. 
So I want all, everybody here, number one, if you've already been immersed into Christ, I want you to quit thinking, oh, I wish I were rich. You are rich. In Christ, you have every blessing that heaven has to offer. In Christ, you have it. You are rich. And if, if you're growing up and someday you're, um, you're thinking about the rest of your life and you start thinking about, well, who... Who do I want to be? Do I want to be a zookeeper? Do I want to be a teacher? Do I want to be whatever it is? We start thinking about those things when we're young, don't we? We associate our job and what we're doing with who we are for the rest of our lives. But I want to challenge you young people to remember that God wants you to be rich when you grow up. But what kind of riches, you guys? Rich with every spiritual blessing in Christ. You can have whatever job you get, that's fine. But if you are in Christ, you're going to be rich. That's all that matters. That's what matters the most. And once you get into Christ, everything else just kind of falls into place. Because God gives you grace and God gives you peace. So remember to find happiness. To find joy in life, all of you young people. Some of uh, there was some more up there, I think I saw it or they went to. But if you want to be happy, if you want to be blessed, if you want to have true riches, remember they are found in Jesus Christ. That was my question. Where is God's grace, his favor found? In Jesus. When you get into Jesus, you got a Father in heaven who starts show, doing all kinds of wonderful things for you, showing, a, showing you his favor, his blessings. Still in Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 7, it says, In him, which is a reference to in Christ, in Christ we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. Pause. Those are great blessings, those are true riches. Well, and it says this, according to the riches of his grace, the riches of his grace. Do you hear the connection between grace and riches? Blessings flowing to us. Verse eight, which he lavished on us. And again, it's, it takes you back to verse three. In Christ, if you were there, every spiritual blessing flowing down. You want to be rich. You want to have life made, the answer, the place to find it, the place to find God's favor is in Christ. Uh, the next point says, in Christ we gain a father who favors us and shares everything he has with us. Look at Luke chapter 15. This is the parable of the prodigal son. One son, there were two sons, one son goes away. And he takes with him the inheritance that he deserved, but he wastes it all. He comes back to his father, though, once he's lost everything. And the father throws a party for him. The older son is a little jealous. And what he says is found in verses 29 through 32. 28 says he was angry. Verse 29 says, But he answered and said to his father, Look, for so many years I've been serving you. I've never neglected a command of yours, and yet you have never given me a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, 
who has devoured your wealth with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you have always been with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, for this brother of yours was dead and has begun to live and was lost and has been found. Here the father, he was like, there was one son that was jealous. You're showing favor to this other son. I don't like it. I'm the one who's been serving you. And the dad says, I favor you both. I'm not just showing, all that I have is yours. All of the blessings that come with being my child, they're all yours. You've had them all this time. We all need God's grace. We all need Him to give us favor. We all need His forgiveness. We all need His love. And that being, receiving those what a beautiful and wonderful blessing it is. We are rich. Made that last point, um, and it's, there's other verses you can turn to, but I think you see it in uh, this passage with the prodigal son. Our Father, He does favor us, but He shows no favoritism. He doesn't pick one over the other to show to give one more blessings. Remember, when we are in Christ, we receive every blessing that heaven has to offer. We are all rich in Christ. He has lavished upon us all, all of His blessings, spiritual blessings that come without ceasing. He is so very good to us. So be in Christ, turn to Christ and you will be blessed. Next question on the outline says, how much grace or how much favor does God give us in Christ? We've already answered that really, haven't we? Every spiritual blessing that heaven has to offer. But go back to uh, 1 Corinthians again. Let's keep reading in verse number 5. Let me read verse 4 with it again. Because I love the phrasing. I love the connection. And it says, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given you in Christ Jesus. That in everything you were enriched in Him. In all speech and all knowledge. Even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you so that you are not lacking in any gift, awaiting eagerly the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. So since we are rich, we're content in this life. No matter if we have a lot or we have a little. It doesn't matter. Rich or poor, we're all the same in Christ, aren't we? Uh, there's so many, so many differences that the world makes. So many distinctions that the world makes. The the color of our skin separates us in the world sometimes. How much money we make, uh, our position or our job. So many things that kind of separate us and categorize us. And God says, no, I show no favoritism. When you are in Christ, you receive every spiritual blessing 
that in everything, verse number five says, in everything you are enriched in him. In everything. God blesses us in everything. The physical things, we might have some differences. But spiritually, the things that matter, that's the everything that he's talking about. He doesn't say we're, he's given us all a million dollars. That's not the point of saying in everything. But spiritually, this is what he's talking about. Um, so, in Christ you are made rich in everything. And I love that word enriched. And it simply, it is exactly what it sounds like. You're enriched. You are made rich. It's what God wants to do for us. Make you rich. That's God's grace. He wants to show favor to you all. I about said favoritism. Don't let me do that. He doesn't show favoritism at all. He wants to favor us, every single one of us. And it actually, it should feel like we are the favorite, right? We're like, God, why you show so much favoritism to me to give me all these blessings? And God says, uh, I give them to them all. But, but it kind of feels like he does turn around and say, but you are my favorite. Doesn't it? You're his favorite. And I'm his favorite too. He blesses us richly. In Christ is every spiritual blessing that heaven has to offer. Verse number seven, I've already read, it says, so that you are not lacking in any gift. The script, scripture reading that was done this morning, it even specified every spiritual gift. That translation that was read, it mentioned spiritual gift. These are the Important gifts, it's everything spiritual. It's all the blessings we have in Christ. We are not lacking any gift. God shows His grace to us. He shows His favor by not neglecting us in any way. If you are in Christ, there is no way that, that you have been neglected by your Father. He gives you grace. He shows his favor to you. And when things in life get difficult, we turn to God and we say, thank you for being constant and faithful and true. I know how much you love me. Thank you for your grace, dear God. So as I consider this lesson, and I looked at so many other verses pertaining to this, Paul writes about grace so much, just being, him being receiving God's favor in his life and how to respond to his grace. He speaks of that so much, all, all both of the Testaments do. But I find as I look at these verses, there was one that comes becomes important to me that I think it makes this statement true that I have written there is that God's favor to us to make us rich comes because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 8, verse number 9. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. And it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, so the favor of Jesus, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you might through his poverty 
might become rich. So here's a reference to Jesus who was rich. He had every spiritual blessing. He was God, right? And he let go of all that and became a servant. He gave himself even to the point of death on a cross. And at that cross, there was this transfer that was was made. It's, It's like he gave up his riches and gave his riches to us. And then our poverty went to him. And that's true spiritually. He was righteous and we were sinful, but there was a transfer of those things. And we gained his righteousness and he gained our sins. He became poor, though he had been rich, he became poor for us. So that you through his poverty might become rich. And I think this is the definition of grace. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus. That is the definition of grace. Is that God shows us mercy. God gives us what we don't deserve. God makes this terrible trade for us. And he knew he was going to do it even before he started Project Earth. Before he ever made man. He knew we were going to sin. And that he was going to send his own son to die for us. He knew what he was doing. By his wonderful grace, by him showing his favor to us, in spite of our sins, what we deserve, we don't get. So God's riches come at Christ's expense. I think that is the definition. I remember, see, I don't do a lot of acronyms. I don't know if I've ever preached an acronym. Probably have at some point, right? But when I first started thinking about what is grace, you know, it's just this one came to my mind. One I heard as a kid, probably heard sermons about God's riches at Christ's expense. That's what grace is. God's riches at Christ's expense. Spelled out there for you on the paper. God's riches at Christ's expense. You can fill in the blanks there. And it works. I don't, and it's concise. And it's true that God shows his favor to us, but he's only able to do it in Christ because of what Christ did on the cross. What we remember every Sunday, Christ died for us. There was a switch made, you know, and you can think about when when Jesus came down. This is my beloved son. I love him. I love him. I love him. He's the best. He's the favored one. He's better than you guys. He's better than Eric. But to show how much he favors us, he says, but I love you so much too. I'm going to make that switch at the cross. He does that for us. God proved his love for us when he sent Jesus to die for us on the cross. We receive God's riches. His favor. Every blessing that that God has comes to us through Christ. God's riches at Christ's expense. 1 Corinthians ends with this uh, this verse that says the grace. It's 1 Corinthians 16.23. He starts out talking about grace. And he he says grace to you and In verse number three, and he ends by saying, there's one more verse after this one, I think, but he ends by saying, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. God wants to show his favor to us. God wants to be our father, that he's just 
just doing everything to bless us and show our love, show his love to us, excuse me. God's grace be with you. Grace to you. Peace and wholeness. Without him we're poor. Without him we're broken. But in Christ, grace and peace come to us. Wholeness and true riches. Today, if you're not in Christ, I want you to know there is a Father who loves you and he's got bunch of gifts for you, spiritual blessings that he wants to shower down upon you. And he says, believe in Jesus. Believe that I, I gave him up to show my love for you. And if you'll just come to Christ, trust in him, give him your life, live for him forever. If you get immersed into him, wonderful blessings will come. Every blessing. I want you to be rich. Don't get distracted by the world's riches. Seek true riches in Christ. If you need to give your life to Christ today, why don't you please come as we stand together and sing.